Are you being greenwashed right now? Thousands of companies are doing it right now at this very second, greenwashing you into thinking that their product is sustainable or that by them making some decision that they are becoming more sustainable. But is that really true? There is a trade-off to every decision. And what companies don't tell you is what are those negative impacts by them making these decisions. So what happens when the negative impact that that company has by making that decision is something that you really value? Like this stops the production of plastic but it chops down a bunch more trees in the process. And the companies aren't gonna advertise the negative impacts that they're having. So where do you go to find this information? Well, Thomas and his team at Greener decided to take this problem head on. And so to not waste any more time, let's get on in. Thomas, do you mind telling us a bit more about Greener and what you do? You're here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Yeah, nice one. So uh, Greener is essentially being built to make sustainable shopping really more accessible to the consumers. There's a big disconnect between sort of the sustainable consumer product world and the mainstream consumer product world. And we want to sort of bring those two together. But where it all started was in a field, actually. So I had a company before and we collected leftover festival tents to be upcycled and repurposed into new products or if they were good enough to tents again. And one thing that was really clear from working with people and other vendors and, you know, festival goers was that they're really keen to shop more sustainably, but they don't know where to find these products all in one place. They don't trust all the time that it is more sustainable or better impact because there's a lot of greenwashing around. And They don't want to have to spend the time in their lives having to change big consumer habits to be more sustainable. So essentially what we're trying to do is make that journey more accessible by making it transparent, giving quantifiable data and aggregating all of those products into one place for for consumers to find easily. Yeah, so lots of people want to be more sustainable. They want to make those good choices. But it's just extremely difficult to do so because it's just, it's not as transparent as we wish it could be. And I think that being able to, you know, create a platform where people can actually access that data is going to be huge. And how will you be going about like allowing people to be posting products on your page you know are you going to vet them beforehand yeah no no great question and i think this is one of the things that we really wanted to tackle was you know you see a lot of marketplaces or sustainable stores which don't really tell you how it's done but you know why they decided those products were sustainable or better impact so our process is that obviously brands can register to want to sell with us and then they have to go through a vetting process before that gets approved and we onboard them and without going all into the nitty-gritty of it but essentially looking at their brand uh, you know the ethos of the brand the commitments and the certifications that that brand has to make sure that they're ethical but then when they're talking about their products we're looking at 
what they consider to be better impact about their product and giving us the evidence that we can then review to make that decision. But then on top of that, the thing that pulls us apart is the fact that we ask for materials data and weights on those materials so that then we can actually quantify data behind it and say that you're saving this much CO2 emissions, water or plastic through every product that you're buying on the platform. And that's how we can gauge that that is a better impact product versus the standard traditional product that you might get anywhere else. So, you know, comparing a plastic toothbrush to a bamboo toothbrush, we're able to gauge, well, how much impact is that having? Is it better? Is it, is it worse? And, and then we're able to give that data in a really transparent and open way. But of course, the brand wouldn't be on there unless they pass that vetting process anyway. So you've got that due diligence done beforehand. Gotcha. That, that's really good to know, especially for consumers who want to be sustainable and don't want to be fooled by all the greenwashing out there. So that's, that's definitely very important. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very easy to say something is better impact. And it's very easy to say that it's vegan, it's biodegradable, so therefore it's better, right? But I think that for the mainstream consumer, you don't always know what that means. And there's a lot of assumptions within our community that everyone just understands what we're talking about. And actually, if we're going to reach out to a wider audience and make this more of a mainstream movement, you have to break it down and just make it really accessible, really transparent and really honest. And one of the biggest parts of what we're doing at Greener is saying better, not best, because nothing is perfect, right? You know, every product has an impact. Every person has an impact. So if we're honest and transparent about that, more people will relate to that and understand it as well. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of goes off that too, is like some things might be good in certain circumstances. So like having a certain type of plastic that can break down in certain situations actually is better than having material that's actually going to break down too early or too soon or actually run the risk of like not being able to perform the function that it's supposed to do so really being able to say like okay this is this is great for these situations yeah. and this is great for these <laughs> situations not like oh this plastic is all bad and yeah well absolutely these solutions are better you know it's all it's very nuanced to each of its situation right e each and every situation is is different and also i think what's really important is that you know there's a big movement for plastic free living and and these things which which is really important from the scale of plastic that's out there and the scale of single use plastic particularly but for example going back to the example of a plastic toothbrush versus a bamboo toothbrush where it takes more water in the life cycle and production of that bamboo toothbrush than it does a plastic toothbrush. So if you really care about water use and water production and, and water sustainability, actually bamboo isn't the most sustainable because it takes more water to produce. However, if you care about the carbon emissions, the fact that plastic is oil-based ultimately, and it's an, you know, a finite resource, and we shouldn't really be digging out of the ground <laughs> at the scale of which we are, then you, the overall consumption, the overall impact of that bamboo toothbrush is actually better in the longer run. So you've got to weigh up those different things. And the beauty of us not, not just looking at plastic, not just looking at carbon, not just looking at water, is we can take that wider stance and say, yeah, this is better here, but not better here, and then give you an overall transparency and then let you make that decision, right? You can read that and you can go, yeah, that makes sense. I'll get that. Or actually, that hasn't convinced me. I'll go on to the next product and, and see what that's about. Uh, and that, it's all about that openness.
Right. Have you thought about maybe like when I a person comes onto your platform, being able to have them answer like a questionnaire about what's important to them and then suggesting certain products based on I'm very passionate about water preservation or I'm very passionate about plastic free or something like that. Have you ever considered that for your platform? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that is really important with any movement like this is consumer preference. And that comes, you know, all the way down from how we build the business to how we market the business to then how we sort of use, you know, consumer data that they're willing to give. And I think if, you know, exactly as you say, if a consumer has more of a preference on carbon emissions or more of a preference on water saving, then we're able to sort of prioritize products which might suit them better as a consumer compared to you know someone who cares most about plastic and all they care is about plastic right and equally though i think what's really important is what we're trying to do is do it by space as well so you know real living spaces so let's take a living room and being able to see products which we all know and have in this room but actually seeing what better impact products there are which you might not have considered before because yes you might really care about water the amount of water that's used in that production but actually they might be very similar the mainstream product and the better impact product but there might be something else which makes that better impact product more sustainable and then it's about educating and being open about that and again allowing the consumer to have that accessibility because ultimately that what makes this any sort of business mainstream or movement mainstream so with products that you put on your platform are you going to be comparing them to products that are out there so you have like a side-by-side -side comparison or is it going to be just this option and then these are reasons why it's sustainable for these type of things yeah, so a, a little bit of both. Primarily, we're looking at sort of why this is sustainable and giving you information about what that better impact means and, and how you can under digest that and understand that as, a, as an individual. But equally, that impact data that we're giving, we're not, you know, we're saying that you're saving water or you're saving plastic or you're saving carbon emissions well that's got to be compared against something so what we do through our sort of data pack and research in the background is put together a bunch of averages of those standard consumer products right so we find what is the most used product out there that's mainstream at the moment and what is this better impact product and how do they compare and then that data is sort of aggregated by comparing the two but ultimately it's about making people realize that it might not be better in every single sense, but it might be better overall. And actually that's more important. 45% of global emissions come from consumer products, the manufacture, the distribution, the consumption. And if we're going to reduce that, it's not about trying to say, we need to get that down to zero. It's about saying, well, out of all of those, let's break it down and find better impact because then altogether that will reduce that number you know, dramatically. And, that, and that's what's the important sort of action there right it's it's really about being able to take what's out there and minimize what's exactly. happening rather than just say okay we gotta scrap it yeah <laughs> and, and it doesn't work there. you know it doesn't work if you no, nothing works with that sudden change to consumer lifestyle because one of the things that we've really noticed is that a lot of platforms are trying to essentially change consumer habits right and get consumer social wants and uh, needs to change and that you know that takes hundreds of years really realistically so to try and do that from a 
from a business perspective or even just from the climate movement perspective, it's not realistic. So my previous work when I worked for Greenpeace as an international organization, it's not about trying to get individuals to change every aspect of their life. It's about making sure that businesses, governments are tackling these individual problems, which then all add up to have a better impact and then produce a more sustainable life, right? It's not about completely reinventing the wheel because there's a lot of stuff which is really good and we can utilize that to then make society better. Uh, and that's what it's all about. Definitely. You hit on so many good points, especially it's the steady increase of little things all put together is definitely huge. So what are your goals for 2022 in terms of social media marketing? Yeah. So in terms of social media marketing and, and ultimately all marketing for Greener, it's, it is all about community. Anything that we do through marketing and through social media is about bringing and allowing more people to join that community and that movement so that they feel a part of the business. So with social media, when we're producing content or videos or, or even just links through to our website or links through to our blogs or whatever, it's all about making sure that people feel like it's accessible to them. It's very easy to reproduce content on social media, especially when you're a green company, you can say exactly the same things that you know 50,000 other companies are saying on the same post with a different design or picture behind it and I think what we're trying to break out of that mold is by saying well the reason that that has worked well in the eco sort of community is that it really speaks to them but there's this huge plethora of other people and mainstream consumers who don't necessarily relate to the tone the message the the content type and if we're going to try and make that more accessible to them and understandable to them then the content that we're producing has to reciprocate that and, and mirror that. So a lot of our social media marketing and, and you know, my co-founder Hugo, who sort of runs our marketing side of the business, he really, we really focus on, on that tone and that accessibility. And I mean, primarily we're looking at sort of modern social media, right? So TikTok, Instagram, and, and even then breaking out of those traditional social media sort of platforms and looking at community-based platforms. So like Discord or Discourse and bringing people together where they can talk to each other, right? Because one of the restrictions of social media has been that it's been a post and then you can comment on it and you can reply to comments, but, but that's really it. But we wanna try and have that interaction with consumers. So bringing that community into one place, hearing what they like, hearing what they're saying, getting them to sort of mold us as a business rather than necessarily us just churning out information um, because it doesn't work like that anymore definitely really being able to feel where the market is and get that market feedback is is yeah. really important for for any any business to really be able to grow and adapt and change because the market's ever changing and you have to be able to react to that quickly and, and being able to build that community of people who are being interactive and understanding what you're coming from is definitely definitely huge I think also from, from our perspective, because we're targeting such quite a wide consumer market, really, there are certain breakdowns within that. So we know that younger people have quite an impact on parents and grandparents, right? Because they listen to their, their kids when they're, when they're saying about issues or, or climate issues or whatever the sort of, sort of message is, that eventually feeds through. And that is traditionally not always been that way it's been listen to your elders respect your elders they'll tell you what to do you follow them and i think that what we've seen on social media is that 
sort of flip of power dynamics. So younger people are leading those movements. So for us to interact with those people, that actually means that we're interacting with more people. Because if we just targeted Facebook ads, for example, Facebook isn't used a lot by Gen Z and Gen Alpha anymore. Whereas if we're going to target that, that group, then we can target using Instagram, TikTok particularly, Discord, and then they will then influence their Facebook counterparts. And then we'll end up having a community on Facebook without necessarily putting all of our effort into building that community on Facebook. So you have this sort of reciprocity of communities helping and building each other. Definitely. And how do you kind of foster that? Do you look to try to have incentives for other channels to bring people into each group or setting? Yeah, I think I, I, I think ultimately, yes, is the answer to that. Yes, we want people to encourage their friends, their families, their people that they meet when they're just discussing business conferences to talk and engage more people on those platforms and, and bring them from one community into the other community. I think that probably one of the things that it really sort of ironically, I was talking with my CTO earlier today and we were talking about the raising of tickets for like platform issues or, or things that our community think might be better to improve the platform and stuff like that. And actually the crossover between social community and our consumer community, and then the people within that who have tech sort of advice or, or tech knowledge actually can come into that other community as well and, and vice versa. So we find ourselves absolutely the sort of the way to do that is to nurture the consumer as your loud hailer. So they will be your salesperson. And just from a sort of wider marketing sort of perspective and, and sort of sales perspective, one of the things that we're really keen to bring in later down the line, perhaps, is the ability for consumers to essentially all be influencers. So they all have affiliate links, right? They all have the ability to send people through their link to our platform and become salespeople. So then you're not just making people feel like they're involved and they can talk and they can discuss the community, but actually they can influence what happens on that platform as well. And that's going to be really important for the next generation of sort of internet in general is that sort of decentralized ownership, but actually more importantly, and, and I think when you say decentralized ownership, you can sort of go into web three and all sorts of stuff like that. But if you think about the heart of that, it's community, it's letting people feel like and, and, and actually have ownership over what they're buying and what they're selling and at the heart of it for us that means utilizing all of our platforms social media or otherwise to allow that crossover between different communities so that they all feel involved and they all feel valued that's incredible especially think about a a person wants to feel connection and when they feel that connection it makes it so much easier to go the next step and and getting more involved and more involved and be more willing to spend money or, or do other yeah. things or you know, tell other people about you to really be able to become involved and that's that's yeah. definitely the key for for you and, and bringing other people from different platforms for sure absolutely absolutely yeah i think you know we see it even at such an early stage that we are we have a community which is already reaching out to other people and bringing them in without us having to sort of push that and because people are interested and feel like they're a part of the community already which is really important okay so just to wrap it up a little bit here this, this 
Um, so what is one way for somebody to reach out to you? The one one best way to kind of get in touch with you guys if they want to learn more, if they want to become part of the greener community? Yeah, so I think the, the obvious answer is to sort of follow all of our socials at Shop Greener. But actually, and particularly I, am really keen on nurturing one-to-one networking and connections so that we can teach, educate, but also listen and learn from people who have expertise in different areas and the best place for me is is always linkedin right so don't it generally isn't a very cool place to connect with people anymore um it's very businessy but actually when i'm talking with people and networking and if you want to know more really about the heart and soul of greener reach out to me have something that you are going to ask which is unique i mean look this is why we're on a call because you reached out to me directly on linkedin and you came and you you were very personalized and i felt like yeah i want to speak to this guy if someone messaged me with a generic message it's harder for me to engage with it right so you want to ask know what you want to be involved with and and come and join the community like we're all here to just have fun we're all here to talk about the next step of sort of the internet and yeah we're excited and we want people to be involved that's awesome very cool (laughs) thanks thanks for that thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed receiving another dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in seeing the faces of the people in these podcasts or receiving free business training specifically geared to green businesses, make sure you check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of climate positivity. Yeah.